from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Stone Labanowitz, what do you know about Florida Atlantic basketball? What do you know about them owls? I mean, if you don't know, you're just out of touch. Yeah. You're a loser, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The longest winning streak in the entire nation. That's correct. Doesn't matter what division, doesn't matter what conference. I said the nation. The nation. 20 straight wins for Florida Atlantic. And breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. It is another move up the AP Top 25. Oh, Florida Atlantic a, another jumps one. up from number 21 to number 19. <laughs> FAU is a top 20 team in America. So Florida Atlantic, the AP Top 25, came out just moments ago. Florida Atlantic has jumped ahead of Miami and is now number 19 in the nation. Florida Atlantic will play Thursday, Saturday at UAB at Charlotte. Challenging games on the road. Can we do this thing in our neck of the woods, right? The 561, the 772, Palm Beach County, the Treasure Coast. Even, you know, creeping down a little more south and a little more up north, we always say, hey, there's not really a... Sports team to root for. Well, this is it. Down here. It's right here. A historic team. Like, there's no fans, right, of teams. We don't have a professional team in this area. You got a top 20 team in the country. That's 20 straight freaking basketball games. So, get on board. Yeah. These tickets are not astronomically priced. Well, unfortunately, these tickets are all gone, too. FAU sold out the rest of the year. How you, about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... Uh, but, we, got, we got people who can pull strings around here. You know what's crazy? If you're really dying to get to a game, we can make it happen. You know what's... I, I hope you're not talking about me. I'm not doing anything for anyone. <laughs> you should have gotten in like I've been telling you. Well, then I'll steal them from Ken and I'll All give right. them to you, but for a cheaper price. I have seen FAU basketball tickets on the secondary market. I never in my life, in my life, in a season full of it, where FAU's ranked, where they've won 20 in a row, where they're 11-0 in their conference play... Maybe uh, having them as the first thing that pops up when you go to the college basketball scores on the ESPN app. I it, Maybe the most shocking now to me is that there are FAU basketball tickets on the secondary market. I've never, ever seen anything like it before. That's wild. It's profitable selling your team's basketball <laughs> tickets now. It's so crazy. It is so, so crazy. All right. Um, so let's real quick. And again, Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3. That's Stone Lebano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, we've taken him to task officially on this show because he made the George Hallis Trophy presentation yesterday in Philadelphia all about himself. Instead of just interviewing Jalen Hurts, which would have been more than necessary, and we would have said, awesome, good to hear from Jalen. Good to see the Eagles hold up that trophy, and now they're headed to the Super Bowl. That was enough. We don't need any more theatrics on stage. Terry Bradshaw then started Jalen Hurts into singing Fly Eagles Fly, and it sounded like this, um, and this was a risky proposition, as Stone correctly pointed out, because you don't really know if Jalen Hurts knows. It's one thing to know your college fight song when you're a college quarterback. It's another thing to have any idea what the words to your NFL team fight song are, and Jalen Hurts handled it well. Terry Bradshaw put him in a very bad situation. I'm not happy with Terry about this. It was a really uh, unprofessional move, but here is Terry Bradshaw making it all about himself, leading Jalen Hurts into Fly Eagles Fly on the podium yesterday at the link. Fly Eagles Fly on the road to victory. Fly 
So Jalen Hurts handled it exceptionally. Good on him. Oh, yeah. But that's rough from Terry Bradshaw. Brutal move. Illegal move. Yeah. So, I thought, though, I've got a quarterback in this room, Stone Labanowitz, former hero at Southern Illinois, won a playoff game for the mighty Salukis. Stone, I'm sure he led the Southern Illinois fight song many times as a locker room leader there in Carbondale. There's no doubt about it in my mind. So I just felt that, hey, I'm sure Stone, who's only, ah, how far are you removed? You're just over a year removed from your college days, right? Just over a year. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I felt like we should just role play. And, Terry, this is how you should do it. Do it at the college level, not at the NFL level. I'm going to be Terry Bradshaw. I'm going to be handing you, Stone, in this hypothetical, the Missouri Valley Conference Championship trophy. All right. Okay? Um, so, so uh, and scene. All right, Saluki fans. All right, Saluki fans. I want your quarterback, Stone Labanowitz, to lead you in the fight song of Go Southern Go. Stone, take it away. Go Southern Go. Fight on to victory. Go Southern Go. For all the world to see. We're never gonna stop us now, never gonna stop us now. Go Southern Go! Nothing's gonna stop us now. We're here, we're loud and proud. Go Southern Go! That was really well done. And that was fantastic. Wow. Big problem, though. What's that? Guaranteed those are not the words. <laughs> Did you just make that up off the top of your head? Yeah, I was not going to cheat this right and look up. the. the those are all no, made up. So I can attest to that. Wow. You made those. I, I would have sworn. You could have told me that that was the fight song. And I would have said, wow, I can't. Like, I literally just gave you kudos for that. But you made, other than Go Southern Go, which I'm imagining is probably the first part of the words to the song. And fight on to victory. All right. All right. For all the world to see. Okay. All right, here's what we're going to do. I want you to, can you can you get what you just sang? Can yeah. you get that packaged up real quick here? Yeah. All right, I'm going to find the words to this, and we're going to compare whether you actually, it, it, how, how close you came to it, okay? Because I actually have a version of the fight song now that has the words as you're going along. So that, first of all, I'm going to give you credit before we rip you apart. That was an exceptional job of BSing. I, I, I would have sworn I do those were the words. That was really, really good. Oh, yeah, there's a word triumphantly in there. You definitely didn't say triumphantly when you were singing. There's no way. So let me know when you're ready with that. But this is, this is but I don't think so. Because it seemed like the crowd was with him. So Jalen Hurts, the fact he knows his NFL fight song better than Stone, who's only just over a year removed from his college football days. And how many years did you spend? How many years did you spend at um, Southern Illinois Stone? A good four. <laughs> Wait, I, it was four years, and you don't remember the words to the fight song? Yes, it was uh, one year of junior college. <laughs> That's like a prerequisite for the quarterback. You know, dare I say it was five years, because I did redshirt. So, so, so five years. All right. That's actually really sad. Not that you spent that, many, that much time <laughs> in college, but that you don't remember the fight song. All right. So let's hear your rendition of the Southern Illinois fight song. And again, Stone did this. I will, I will uh, attest to it. With his eyes closed, so he didn't cheat. Stone Labanowitz singing the Southern Illinois fight song that he revealed afterwards he made up three quarters of. Go Southern Go, fight on to victory. Go Southern Go, for all the world to see. 
We're never gonna stop us now, never gonna stop us now. Go, Southern, go. Nothing's gonna stop us now. We're here, we're loud and proud. Go, Southern, go. All right. So what I want you to do, Stone, have your have your finger on the pause button. I'm going to tell you when to pause. We're going to listen back to that, but I'm going to tell you when to stop, and I'm going to give you the actual words to the song, okay? All right. All right. Here we go. Go, Southern, go. That's right. Fight on to victory. Go, Southern, go. That was right. For all the world to see. Stop it right there. For all the world to see, it's actually March on triumphantly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not even close. But you got off the top of your head a word that rhymed with triumphantly. Oh, oh, yeah. I I know the melody. That was, all right, all right. Well, that is majestic BSing right there. All right, continue, please. We're never going to stop us now. Never going to stop us now. All right, stop. Come on and show, Southern. Show for all the world to know. <laughs> never, You said never going to stop us now. Never going to stop us now. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Let's continue on, please. Go. Nothing's going to stop us now. We're here. We're loud and proud. Go, Southern. <laughs> stop Go. it. You, so you said we're here and we're loud and proud. Okay. Nothing's going to stop us N- now. No, nothing's going to stop you now. We're yep. here, we're loud and proud. You said we're here, we're loud and proud. The line is actually hit that line and show them how you go. <laughs> that is not even close. Not even close. My goodness, Stone. All right, let's just finish it off here. I mean, that was it. That was it? Okay. That was the last Oh, that's right. Spell. It repeats after that. So the fight, <laughs> the fight song is a minute and 10 seconds. Mine was uh, 27. So after you got past Go, Southern Go which is the first two lines of that song, you got nothing right. <laughs> you got nothing right after that. You, <laughs> but you made up a fight song that any high school should adopt proudly. <laughs> Off the top of your head. I'm trying to decide if I should be horrified, if I think that I should be ashamed of you, or this is maybe the most impressive thing you've ever done on radio. I will you say made this. it up. You made up the entire fight song, but it was perfect. Yeah. If it wasn't completely made up. Yeah, I, I wanted to put myself in Jalen Hurts shoes. Like, no research, just being thrown into the spot. But if he I was, didn't make it up. He did nail it. Um, here's what I would like to, to, to do, though. And, and, you know, you might not want to, but I would call any college football player you know. Say, hey, how's it going, buddy? We're going to play your fight song. You ready? And just hit play and see that 90% of them <laughs> will fumble it. Oh, that's a great call. That 90% of them will not know the words to their fight song. Uh, Justin Simmons, do you think he knows Boston College's fight song off the top of his head? <sighs> that's a tough one because I would imagine he does, right? He takes that, the little things him? really seriously. Can you text him? I don't know what he's doing right now, but can you just text him and see if he's available? If we could get all pro safety for the Denver Broncos, Justin Simmons on to try and sing the Boston College fight song, and if he nails it, after you made up your entire college fight song at a school you were at for what, four years, five years? Yeah, four or five years. <laughs> then it's shameful. But again, man, you made that up perfectly. That's why I felt some type of way about Jalen Hurts. I was like, oh, Terry, Terry, no, 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 don't, don't do this, don't do this. Because I, I didn't think Jalen Hurts would know it. I'm going to be honest. If you wouldn't have told me right away that you made up the words to it, I wouldn't have even checked. <laughs> 
And I would have said, wow, all right, well, that bit failed. Instead, instead, you not only made up the words, and they fit, but your lyrics weren't even close to the fight song lyrics. I mean, not even in the same neighborhood, except that they found a way to rhyme. So Justin Simmons has been texted. We'll see if he can come on. I'm trying to think of any players, any any former college players, like notable college players that I mean, we what, know. What about FAU? Anybody from FAU that you suspect knows that fight song? Uh, I mean, Quez Johnson, I know, knows that fight song, but I can't. I don't know. I'm not going to get a hold of him. He's all the way in, like, Mississippi. We can keep it really local and see if Ty- Tyree Smith, our, uh, one of our TV guy, knows the Kaiser fight song. Like, which is, I mean, because I, I guarantee you, he does not. Oh, this is uh, it's not normal, that, but 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 it is though. Like like that's kind of disrespectful for me to say. Yeah, it is kind of disrespectful for you to say. You're right. So I apologize. Hold on, let me think of an FAU player. Let me think of an FAU player that we could have on uh, to see. Uh, well, I guess after yesterday, Aziz Alshire and Trey Hendrickson don't have much going on. <laughs> Um, uh, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT. It is where you will have the best car buying experience of your life. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Uh, so they have a credit clinic on site there. They have bankrupts right there. Oh, why can't? Why? That doesn't make any. No, it does. Because they're trying to, if you have bad credit, they're trying to get you in an automobile. They're taking care of you. Instead of you being judged like so many other car dealerships, they're going to try and help you at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. As I was stuck in traffic on the turnpike trying to get to work today uh, right around Boynton Beach Boulevard it was a mess it was terrible and I thought to myself at least I'm driving a Kia K5 GT that I love that's super fun that's fuel efficient it's not guzzling gas here as I sit in gridlock and it's all because of Greenway Kia West Palm Beach their selection is unheard of they have uh, start of year deals all over the place at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Dot com. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. My wife, who went to the University of Miami, just texted me. Stone has me here reciting the Miami song just to see if I know it. Now, what the counter to all of this is, is, Ken, you've been the play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic since 2007. Surely you know the FAU fight song. And my response to that is, uh-uh. I don't. I'll own it before Stone even chews up music because I don't know it. <laughs> I've heard it. Thousands of times, thousands upon thousands of times, and I do not know it. We fight, fight, fight for FAU is the opening line, and after that, and one part says hit them high, hit them low, and other than that, I don't know anything, okay? I'm going to own it. I'm absolutely going to own it. Now, my wife also had a great idea. My broadcast partner on the FAU Football Radio Network, Chris Bartels, former captain, Mm. uh, a Sunbelt champion, Mm. I bet he knows the FAU fight song. I'm going to call him. In the break, I'll call him. We've also reached out to Justin Simmons to see if he can sing the Boston College fight song. And it's been, what, five years since he played his final snap at BC? Yeah. Uh, Right around there? Yeah, maybe even a little more. (laughs) Oh, man. In case you just missed it, Stone Lebanowitz, four years at Southern Illinois, playoff winning quarterback, a legend in Carbondale, Illinois. A day after Jalen Hurts perfectly executed the Philadelphia Eagles fight song, and nobody knows the NFL team fight song. Stone Lebanowitz, who sang that fight song at Southern Illinois countless times, he sang it and he made up almost the entire song. A shameful performance from Stone Lebanowitz. We're back after this. He's Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? 
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, man, Southern Illinois is down bad right now. Stone Labanowitz, who is a star, a star quarterback at Southern Illinois, he just made up his school's fight song that he sang after every game for four years in Carbondale. Because he didn't remember the words. He knew go Southern go for two lines and then he made it up like perfectly. I mean, it was glorious. The most exemplary example of BS I've ever heard coming from Stone Labanowitz. Not from, I mean, he BSs a lot from anybody ever, <laughs> but it came from Stone Labanowitz. I wouldn't have known that he made up his fight song if he didn't tell me right after. And, and again, if you missed it, if you missed it, here is, um, do you still have it queued up? Here's Stone Labanowitz, and trust me when I tell you, he made up every word of this after the first two lines of Go Southern Go was Stone Labanowitz, quarterback hero of Southern Illinois, singing his team's fight song just over a year after leaving college football. Go Southern Go, fight on to victory. Go Southern, go for all the world to see. That's made up. We're never gonna stop us now. Never gonna stop us now. Made up. Go Southern, go. Nothing gonna stop us now. We're here. We're loud and proud. Made go up. Southern, go. Yep. Every part of that made up. And why he's still laughing? Because while he was singing it, he knew he was making up the words. Jeremy Chin. Uh, of the Carolina Panthers, former teammate of Stone Labanowitz, you you texted him to see if he could uh, he could give the Southern Illinois fight song a try. And uh, and Stone, what did he tell you? Well, I'm not. I don't want to tell him what we're doing because I don't want him to look up the song. So I just said we want to put you to the test with mm-hmm. something. And he said, it doesn't sound like a good thing for me. <laughs> I said, trust me, it's all good. It uh-huh. will be great. And he's currently texting back, so we'll see. Tell him, tell him it's all good. They, they, nothing could go wrong with this. Um, so all of this coming from the fact that Terry Bradshaw put Jalen Hurts on the spot yesterday to sing Fly Eagles Fly, the Philadelphia Eagles fight song, and Jalen Hurts nailed it. And who knows NFL fight songs? Like Who plays for an NFL team and knows their team's fight song? Like There's Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, here we go. Like I don't know. I don't, I, I don't play for them either. There's maybe no like, way those guys know it. Maybe like Jason Kelsey, who's been on the team for like a decade, right? Who's like right. never gone to another team. Right. Jalen Hurts, who played for two different schools, and then went to Philadelphia. You wouldn't expect him to know it, but he, he he killed it. You, four years at Southern Illinois, won a playoff game. You made up the fight song because you couldn't remember it. And what did you tell me? What did you tell me you used to do? Because what people might not know, college football players are expected, win or loss, to sing their team's <laughs> fight song after every single game, which means you went four years Probably mumbling your way through it, right? What what did you tell me? How did you execute the fight song? So when the band starts, you get up front and center, right? I played quarterback, so you know it's like a you know you're a captain, you're a leader. You got to get up there. So I would always get up to the front for the first two lines, maybe, and that's when you sing really hard. You get go really Southern, into go. it, and then you take the towel, you put it over your head, and you kind of bail to the back of the line <laughs> and with the rest of the mumblers who don't know any of the words. Which oh, trust me, there were a man. lot of us. So we're trying to think, who do we know who played college football? We're a very important member of their team that would still remember their fight song. And keep in mind, what makes this more pathetic is that Stone is just over a year removed from college football. The last time he sang the Southern Illinois fight song was less than two years ago. And he doesn't remember a single word from it except for Go Southern Go. So that got me thinking, and my wife had this idea, and it was a perfect idea. 
why not bring in one of the most passionate college football players that I've ever known in my life. He's a great friend. He is a superb human being, and he's the pride and joy of Florida Atlantic University. He is my longtime broadcast partner on the FAU Football Radio Network from Learfield. He also is a former Florida Atlantic defensive captain, won a Sunbelt Championship in 2007 under Howard Schellenberger at Florida Atlantic, and a man who played his last college football game in December of 2007, <laughs> and I think still knows to a word the Florida Atlantic fight song. It is the great defensive back, Chris Bartels. Chris, thank you for taking some time with us. Tim, I appreciate you gassing me up. I appreciate being here, Stone. What a marvelous song, though. I, I was sold. Oh, yeah. I, I was sold I mean, on the fight song. No, Chris, this is what I told him. <laughs> this is what I told him. If he wouldn't have told me that he made the entire thing up after he finished, I would have just assumed those absolutely were the words to the Southern Illinois fight song. He had his eyes closed. He made the whole thing up off the top of his head. How incredible is that? <laughs> that was great. That was great. So I got to give you credit. That's good. So, hey, Ken, I got to, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, Ken, but we've been doing what we've done for a while. I know, I know. It's a fight song. I know. You know? I know. I, so, and, 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 so and get I've this. called older guys, hey, do you know it? And, and, and so I'm ready for the moment. I'm ready to shine. I love and, it. Uh, I love it. Dude, now, it's been a while. 2007? That two, makes me feel really old. Yeah, yeah. When you yeah, say it that way. Yeah, it has been, it has been 15 years since you played your final smoke. snap of, of college football. And yeah. I already told Stone, if, 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 I mean, Chris, the, the one thing that you get most mad at me about is the fact after all these years of calling FAU football games, I don't know the fight song, right? Like, that's the one thing just, you get most mad at me about. That's, that's the one. I just feel like if Monty Kiffin could sing it in the locker room with the guys yeah, and know, and know the words, I think the great Ken Levicka, yeah. the voice. I, the and I agree. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's I, all I'm saying. I, I I'll leave it at that. I failed, but yeah. the good thing <laughs> is, the good thing <laughs> is, but you're not going to make it up. No, I'm not. I'm not going to make it up. I'm not going to disrespect my institution like that. Okay. And you're right, Monty Kiffin. He of uh, damn near 80 years old uh, and spent only three yeah. years in Boca Raton knows the FAU fight song. So, Chris, right. I have found an orchestral version of the FAU fight song, Good. and if you could, 15 years after the last time you sang it, yeah. after a, a college football game, uh, give us what you got with this FAU fight song. We want to put you to the test to see how you stack up against Stone Labanowitz. Here we go. Let's get oh, our band boy. cranked up. Here is the FAU fight song in three, two, one. Fight, fight, fight for FAU. It's football in paradise. We'll fight, fight, fight for FAU. We know we're going to win, and it's feeling mighty nice. Cheering our football team down the field, and waving our colors to hoop, hoop. The fighting owls are on the proud go FAU. Hit them high, hit them low. Go, owls, go. Yep. We won the back. You nailed it. Fight, fight, fight for FAU. Football in paradise. No, we're gonna win. This feeling mighty nice. <laughs> football team. Yeah, I'm over it now, man. Was, I'm hyped. That was good. That was Middle excellent. That was absolutely excellent. I, I told Stone that the only part I remember is uh, fight, fight, fight for FAU, and then hit him high, hit him low. Those are the parts <laughs> that really uh, resonate with me there. So, uh, but well done. I mean, Stone, that was 15 years. 
15 years since Chris Bartel sang that song uh, on a football field, and he crushed it. I've got the words in front of me if you want to double check, but he nailed it. No, I believe it. I believe let's, it. He said it with confidence. Let's cut Stone some slack, though, because Stone was responsible for play calling and classes and, like, really smart stuff, like a cerebral quarterback, athletic guy. Me, <laughs> I just had to know who, who had the ball. Go tackle it. Five songs probably a little more easier for me to memorize. That's all. Now, Chris, that. you're giving him a lot of credit. Stone, would you describe yourself as cerebral and or athletic Stone as a quarterback? Oh, each and every time somebody asks me <laughs> what I'm about, I say, one, I was cerebral. Two, I was really athletic. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes, I would. There you go. There oh, you go. Man. Chris, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, because I knew you were going to sure. absolutely A-plus that, and you did. So uh, so thank there you. Go. Um, if uh, if we need more fight song singing, I'll uh, I'll let you know. But uh, I'll uh, I'll give you a call. I'll give you a call here guys. soon. Love you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Take care, guys. All Peace. right. That is Chris Bartels, FAU great. 15 years after playing college football. Uh, he knows his fight song, Stone Labanowitz does not. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Brightline, Brightline, Brightline app. Go Brightline.com. That's Brightline. The Go Brightline app is how you get on Brightline. Now stations in West Palm and Boca Raton, in addition to Fort Lauderdale and Miami. And I don't want to forget about that Evan Tourist Station. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. This is how you traverse South Florida. Stress-free, in comfort, AC on. Uh, and let's not forget that you've got, with the premium seating, the snacks and the drink and the first-class treatment the AC, everything with Brightline. It is rail travel at its finest. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. All it takes to travel stress-free throughout South Florida is that big yellow train. Brightline, go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. Stone just sent me a link that Jason Kelsey's daughter can sing the Eagles fight song as well. That one hurt. And you, as a grown-ass man, after one year, forgot the Southern Illinois fight song. I can't wait till Carbondale hears it. He's still mm. the man it's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Miss any part of Ken Levick Alive, including Stone Lebanowitz, former Southern Illinois quarterback, as early as 16 months ago? Completely making up his school fight song because he doesn't actually know it. Completely disrespecting the institution that gave him an education and football glory. Check out the Ken Levick Alive podcast. It's free wherever you get your podcasts. Ken Levick Alive podcast. You think we'd make you pay for this? Ken Levick Alive podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. And in fact, Stone, if we could, let's get to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. And it is the high ankle sprain for Pat Mahomes. Mahomes, who was clearly limping in the AFC championship game, but then after the game made sure to let everybody know that God healed him. You can go the God route, and you should pray, and you should 
obviously be in a positive frame of mind. But if you have joint pain or any pain whatsoever, maybe you can go a more conventional route with Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic care as offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Just a, a friendly tip from me. I've always found that um, that that prayer and uh, and saying, ah, God, please help me, also with medical treatment is the best way to go about getting through your aches and pains. That's just a friendly tip from your boy, Ken Levicka. Uh, Joseph Osai, who is, he has been the, the GOAT of the Bengals, and we're talking about the bad goat. He's the goat for last night's loss in the AFC Championship game. His 15-yard penalty turned it from a 55-yard, probably not going to be made, Butker field goal to a very manageable Butker field goal uh, when he hit Pat Mahomes out of bounds. And on its face, it is just a stupid penalty. It was dumb. It was a dumb penalty to take. It lost the Bengals the game. That was the Chiefs' winning play, was that play from Joseph Osai, the youngster out of Texas, along the defensive line, who was brilliant for the Bengals other than that. And amidst all of the fury, and this guy's an idiot. Uh, Don't bring him back to Cincinnati. Cut the guy. You know how social media can be. Joseph Osai was extremely emotional, crying on the bench, needing to be comforted by teammates. He knew right away what happened. And it had nothing to do with the knee injury. He also suffered on the play that added insult to injury, literally. Um, And then in the locker room, he, like a man, faced the media. And this is how we explained the penalty that he committed against Pat Mahomes that gave the Chiefs the AFC championship. You were at that sideline there. I mean, obviously you were in full chase. Yeah, I was just in full chase mode, and I was trying to to push him to maybe – get him going backwards because I knew he was going for that sideline. I was trying to make him go backwards, get that clock running. But um, I, I didn't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't know how far out of bounds we were. But, um, yeah. Perfectly reasonable. In the closing moments of an AFC championship game, when you're in full chase mode, like Osai described it, against Patrick Mahomes, that you lose track of where you're at on the field. That, to me, is more than reasonable. And I get it. He thinks for a moment he has the angle. He's and, and every inch, every yard right there is of the essence in that spot because Butker can hit from massive range. If you let Mahomes tiptoe the sideline another five yards, then you are in field goal range for Butker in that spot despite those conditions. So the last thing you want to do is give up any more real estate on this play, and Osai simply lost track in full chase mode of where he was on the field. He even said, I haven't even seen the replay. I don't know how far out of bounds we were when I made the contact. That's probably a very easy mistake to make, and it sucks that it happened in that high profile a spot for that kid. But I, I just I feel badly for him, and it's okay to say he made a bad mistake, but also not castrate him as a player. Because that, to me, I'm sure there are many other defensive linemen who say to themselves, man, thank God it was him and not me, because I've been there, and I've done that. I feel badly for him, very badly for him. So bad, it's a tough spot to be in. You talk about it's an easy mistake, you see it every. All the time. Single. And it's easy for us to sit there and say, oh, what's he thinking? I can do that, it's so stupid. 
No, not in that spot. Put yourself in that spot. You're trying to avoid another inch that this dude is going to get in the biggest moment of your life, and you screwed up. What That's was, perfectly reasonable. What was most impressive to me was, and we do have the audio at the beginning of the full clip in the interview of Joseph Osai, but his teammate is uh, doing the interview alongside him, just making sure that the reporters don't ask him any dumb questions. He even says at the very beginning of the audio, just lay off of him, right? Don't ask him any dumb questions. Like, let's not even do that. And Osai is crying the entire interview. Uh, just weeping. And it's you have terrible. a bunch of lurches. Just, hey, hey, Osai, you know, you know, did you know how big of a moment that was and stuff? And the guy's like, that's a dumb question. Next one, please. And his teammate is just basically his PR guy right next yeah. to him. Like, I'm not going to let any of this slide. Well, what, what did bother me about last night is that you had a lot of people saying, oh, Osai, why do you keep showing him on camera? Why do you keep showing him? He's crying. He feels bad enough. Take the camera off of him. I would argue that, no, he's, he's a legitimate, massive part of the story. So just because he's upset and he's in the worst moment of his professional life, he is the story. You can't just ignore that. That is bad television product. That is, it's not we're talking about uh, DeMar Hamlin who's fighting for his life on the field. No, that's where the emotion of sports comes in. Yep. This man's at his lowest point. You need to see that. That's where we grab the, the love for sports because we've been in that spot. We've had our lowest lows. That's the most relatable thing about Pat Mahomes. There's nothing about him that's relatable. He's a freak of nature. Osai, as a youngster, making a bad mistake, lesson learned, and seeing his emotion afterwards, that's why we gravitate to sports. And it's terrible it happened on an international stage like that. But you can't just take the cameras off of him. No. His reaction, his emotion after that mistake, realizing what he did, that's the story. That's what the viewer wants. If you're a producer, that's absolutely what you focus on. No, you do not take the camera off of him. You put the camera on him as much as you can. The most ironic, too, was, I don't know what year it was. I know it obviously wasn't that long ago, but the other side of the ball, the guy who played a really good game has dealt with something like this as well. Chris Jones, when he jumped offside. Mm -hmm. He was the goat that won it for the Patriots. That won it for, so he's been there. He's done that. Two of the guys That's who play the same call. position. And he came out on the other end pretty okay. He was basically the MVP of last night's game. But I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't want this dude to be vilified. Like there was, there was some conjecture after the game that was just unfair to this dude. Again, it is so easy for us. It is so easy for us to just sit there and like criticize and criticize and criticize. When, again, he explained it perfectly. I was in full chase mode. Makes sense to me. And coaches always tell you after moments like this that it's, we should not have let it come down to that, right? There were dozens of plays in that game that we should have made to prevent us from even being put in that situation sure. like that. So don't feel bad for yourself because when we turn on the tape, and this guy, this guy, that guy, and this guy all miss these plays, they could have costed them the game as well. And, and also, too, and I thought it was lame the way that the game ended and how the Chiefs won. That said, but the only way the Bengals got back into that game was through Pat Mahomes butterfingering the ball to the turf. Yeah, the Bengals weren't going to do it themselves. The Bengals were going to lose that game by multiple scores if Pat Mahomes doesn't have that ball slip out of his hand. It got recovered by Hubbard, right? Yep. Hubbard jumped on it. So I can't, I can't sit here and the, the 19 third down plays the Chiefs were allowed to get in the fourth quarter was embarrassing. <laughs> it was truly embarrassing. But ultimately, the Bengals did fight that off. 
Now, it obviously presented clock issues. You didn't have as, uh, uh, as much time as you would like subsequently, but they did fight that off. But Bengals fans saying we got screwed by the officials, and yes, NFL officiating needs a complete overhaul, and they need to make full-time officials. I won't argue with that. But you're not back into that game if Pat Mahomes doesn't have that ball slip out of his hand. It just wasn't going to happen. Nothing was trending in their direction. Ultimately, it feels like we got the right matchup. It just was really lame the way everything went down yesterday. It's it a good, was irritating. It's a good way to look at it. We did get the right matchup, but it was uh, an irritating way to get here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Theo's in tomorrow. And so we'll do it again, huh? For Stone, he's going to work on that Southern Illinois fight song. <laughs> I'm Ken. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye. Stone. A good four. <laughs> Wait, I, it was four years, and you don't remember the words to the fight song? Yes, it was uh, one year junior college. <laughs> That's like a prerequisite for the quarterback. You know, dare I say it was five years, because I did redshirt. So so, so five years. All right. That's actually really sad. Not that you spent that many that much time <laughs> in college, but that you don't remember the fight song. All right. So let's hear your rendition of the Southern Illinois fight song. And again, Stone did this. I will, I will uh, attest to it. With his eyes closed, so he didn't cheat. Stone Labanowitz singing the Southern Illinois fight song that he revealed afterwards he made up three quarters of. Go Southern, go. Fight on to victory. Go Southern, go. For all the world to see. We're never gonna stop us now. Never gonna stop us now. Go Southern, go. Nothing's gonna stop us now. We're here, we're loud and proud. Go, Southern, go. All right. So what I want you to do, Stone, have your have your finger on the pause button. I'm gonna tell you when to pause. We're gonna listen back to that, but I'm gonna tell you when to stop, and I'm gonna give you the actual words to the song. Okay? All right. All right. Here we go. Go, Southern, go. That's right. Fight on to victory. Go, Southern, go. That was right. For all the world to see. Stop it right there. For all the world to see, it's actually March on triumphantly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not even close. But you got off the top of your head a word that rhymed with triumphantly. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I know the melody. That was, all right, all right. Well, that is majestic BSing right there. All right, continue, please. We're never going to stop us now, never going to stop us now. All right, stop. Come on and show, Southern. Show for all the world to know. (laughs) Never, you said never going to stop us now, never going to stop us now. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, let's continue on, please. Go. Nothing's gonna stop us now. We're here. We're loud and proud. (laughs) Stop it. You so you said we're here and we're loud and proud. Okay. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Now nothing's gonna stop you now. We're here. We're loud and proud. You said we're here. We're loud and proud. The line is actually hit that line and show them how you go. (laughs) That is not even close. Not even close. My goodness, Stone. All right, let's just finish it off here. I mean, that was it. That was it? Okay. That was the last Oh, that's right. Go. It repeats after that. So the fight <laughs> the fight song is a minute and 10 seconds. Mine was uh, 27. So after you got past Go, Southern Go, which is the first two lines of that song, you got nothing right. 
You got nothing right after that. You, <laughs> but you made up a fight song that any high school should adopt proudly. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of your head. I'm trying to decide if I should be horrified, if I think that I should be ashamed of you, or this is maybe the most impressive thing you've ever done on radio. I will you say made this. it up. You made up the entire fight song, but it was perfect. Yeah. If it wasn't completely made up. Yeah, I, I wanted to put myself in Jalen Hurts' shoes. Like, no research, just being thrown into the spot. But if he I was, didn't make it up. He did nail it. Um, here's what I would like to, to, to do, though. And, and, you know, you might not want to, but I would call any college football player you know. Say, hey, how's it going, buddy? We're going to play your fight song. You ready? And just hit play and see that 90% of them will fumble it. Oh, that's a great call. That 90% of them will not know the words to their fight song. Uh, Justin Simmons, do you think he knows Boston College's fight song off the top of his head? <sighs> that's a tough one because I would imagine he does, right? He takes that the little things him? really seriously. Can you text him? I don't know what he's doing right now, but can you just text him and see if he's available? If we could get all pro safety for the Denver Broncos, Justin Simmons on to try and sing the Boston College fight song, and if he nails it, after you made up your entire college fight song at a school you were at for what, four years, five years? Yeah, four or five years. <laughs> <laughs> then it's shameful. But again, man, you made that up perfectly. That's why I felt some type of way about Jalen Hurts. I was like, oh, Terry, Terry, no, 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 don't, don't do this, don't do this. Because I, I didn't think Jalen Hurts would know it. I'm going to be honest. If you wouldn't have told me right away that you made up the words to it, I wouldn't have even checked. <laughs> And I would have said, wow, all right, well, that bit failed. Instead, instead, you not only made up the words, and they fit, but your lyrics weren't even close to the fight song lyrics. I mean, not even in the same neighborhood, except that they found a way to rhyme. So, Justin Simmons has been texted. We'll see if he can come on. I'm trying to think of any players, any any former college players, like notable college players that I mean, we what, know. What about FAU? Anybody from FAU that you suspect knows that fight song? Uh, I mean, Quez Johnson, I know, knows that fight song, but I can't, I don't know. I'm not going to get a hold of him. He's all the way in, like, Mississippi. I mean, we can keep it really local and see if Ty Tyree Smith, our, uh, one of our TV guys, knows the Kaiser fight song. Like, we just, I mean, because I, I guarantee you, he does not. Oh, this is... Uh, it's not normal, but, that, but but it is, though. Like, like that's kind of disrespectful for me to say. Yeah, it is kind of disrespectful for you to say. You're right. So I apologize. Hold on, let it. me think of an FAU player. Let me think of an FAU player that we could have on uh, to see, uh, well, I guess after yesterday, Aziz Alshire and Trey Hendrickson don't have much going on. <laughs> um, uh, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach is where I got my Kia K5 GT. It is where you will have the best car buying experience of your life. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Uh, so they have a credit clinic on site there. They have bankrupts right there. Oh, why can't why? That doesn't make any. No, it does. Because they're trying to, if you have bad credit, they're trying to get you in an automobile. They're taking care of you. Instead of you being judged like so many other car dealerships, they're going to try and help you at Greenway. Kia, West Palm Beach. As I was stuck in traffic on the turnpike trying to get to work today, uh, right around Boynton Beach Boulevard, it was a mess. It was terrible. And I thought to myself, at least I'm driving a Kia K5 GT that I love, that's super fun, that's fuel efficient. It's not guzzling gas here as I sit in gridlock. And it's all because of Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Their selection is unheard of. They have uh, start-of-year deals all over the place at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Dot com. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. My wife, who went to the University of Miami, just texted me. Stone has me here reciting the Miami song just to see if I know it. Now, what the counter to all of this is, is, Ken, you've been the play-by-play -play voice of Florida Atlantic since 2007. 
surely you know the FAU fight song. And my response to that is, "Uh uh-uh. I don't. I'll own it before Stone even chews up music because I don't know it. (laughs) I've heard it thousands of times, thousands upon thousands of times, and I do not know it. We fight, fight, fight for FAU's the opening line, and after that, and one part (laughs) says hit them high, hit them low, and other than that, I don't know anything. Okay? I'm going to own it. I'm absolutely going to own it. Now, my wife also had a great idea. My broadcast partner on the FAU Football Radio Network, Chris Bartels, former captain, Mm. Uh, a Sunbelt champion. Mm. I bet he knows the FAU fight song. I'm going to call him. In the break, I'll call him. We've also reached out to Justin Simmons to see if he can sing the Boston College fight song. And it's been, what, five years since he played his final snap at BC? Yeah. Uh, right around there? Yeah, maybe even a little more. <laughs> oh, man. In case you just missed it, Stone Lebanowitz, four years at Southern Illinois, playoff winning quarterback, a legend in Carbondale, Illinois. A day after Jalen Hurts perfectly executed the Philadelphia Eagles fight song, and nobody knows the NFL team fight song. Stone Lebanowitz, who sang that fight song at Southern Illinois countless times, he sang it and he made up almost the entire song. A shameful performance from Stone Lebanowitz. We're back after this. He's Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, man, Southern Illinois is down bad right now. Stone Lebanowitz, who is a star, a star quarterback at Southern Illinois, he just made up his school's fight song that he sang after every game for four years in Carbondale because he didn't remember the words. He knew Go Southern Go for two lines, and then he made it up, like, perfectly. I mean, it was glorious. The most exemplary example of BS I've ever heard coming from Stone Lebanowitz. Not from, I mean, he BSs a lot from anybody ever, <laughs> but it came from Stone Lebanowitz. I wouldn't have known that he made up his fight song if he didn't tell me right after. And, and again, if you missed it, if you missed it, here is, um, do you still have it queued up? Here's Stone Lebanowitz, and trust me when I tell you, he made up every word of this after the first two lines of Go Southern Go was Stone Lebanowitz, quarterback hero of Southern Illinois, singing his team's fight song just over a year after leaving college football. Go Southern Go, fight on to victory. Go Southern, go for all the world to see. That's made up. We're never gonna stop us now. Never gonna stop us now. Made up. Go Southern, go. Nothing's gonna stop us now. We're here. We're loud and proud. Made up. Southern, go. Yep. Every part of that made up. And why Stone laughing? Because while he was singing it, he knew he was making up the words. Jeremy Chin. Uh, of the Carolina Panthers, former teammate of Stone Lebanowitz, you you texted him to see if he could uh, he could give the Southern Illinois fight song a try. And uh, and Stone, what did he tell you? Well, I'm not. I don't want to tell him what we're doing because I don't want him to look up the song. So I just said we want to put you to the test with mm-hmm. something. And he said it doesn't sound like a good thing for me. <laughs> I said trust me, it's all good. It uh-huh. will be great. And he's currently texting back, so we'll see. Tell him tell him it's all good. They're, they're, nothing could go wrong with this. Um, so all of this coming from the fact that Terry Bradshaw put Jalen Hurts 
on the spot yesterday to sing Fly Eagles Fly, the Philadelphia Eagles fight song, and Jalen Hurts nailed it. And who knows NFL fight songs? Like, who plays for an NFL team and knows their team's fight song? Like, there's Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, here we go. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't play for them either. There's maybe no like, way those guys know it. Maybe like Jason Kelsey, who's been on the team for like a decade, right? Who's like right. never gone to another team. Right. Jalen Hurts, who played for two different schools, and then went to Philadelphia. You wouldn't expect him to know it, but he, he he killed it. You, four years at Southern Illinois, won a playoff game. You made up the fight song because you couldn't remember it. And what did you tell me? What did you tell me you used to do? Because what people might not know, college football players are expected, win or loss, to sing their team's <laughs> fight song after every single game, which means you went four years probably mumbling your way through it, right? What, what did you tell me? How did you execute the fight song? So when the band starts, you get up front and center, right? I played quarterback, so, you know, it's like, a, you know, you're a captain, you're a leader, you got to get up there. So I would always get up to the front for the first two lines, maybe, and that's when you sing really hard, you get go really Southern, into go. it, and then you take the towel, you put it over your head, and you kind of bail to the back of the line <laughs> in, with the rest of the mumblers who don't know any of the words, which, oh, trust me, there were a man. lot of us. So we're trying to think, who do we know who played college football? We're a very important member of their team that would still remember their fight song. And keep in mind, what makes this more pathetic is that Stone is just over a year removed from college football. The last time he sang the Southern Illinois fight song was less than two years ago. And he doesn't remember a single word from it except for Go Southern Go. So that got me thinking, and my wife had this idea, and it was a perfect idea. Why not bring in one of the most passionate college football players that I've ever known in my life. He's a great friend. He is a superb human being, and he's the pride and joy of Florida Atlantic University. He is my longtime broadcast partner on the FAU Football Radio Network from Learfield. He also is a former Florida Atlantic defensive captain, won a Sunbelt Championship in 2007 under Howard Schellenberger at Florida Atlantic, and a man who played his last college football game in December of 2007, and I think still knows to a word the Florida Atlantic fight song. It is the great defensive back, Chris Bartels. Chris, thank you for taking some time with us. Tim, I appreciate you gassing me up. I appreciate being here, Stone. What a marvelous song, though. I, I was sold. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was sold I mean, on the fight song. No, Chris, this is what I, I told was... him. This is what I told him. <laughs> if he wouldn't have told me that he made the entire thing up after he finished, I would have just assumed those absolutely were the words to the Southern Illinois fight song. He had his eyes closed. He made the whole thing up off the top of his head. How incredible is that? <laughs> that was great. That was great. So I got to give you credit. That's good. So, hey, Ken, I got to, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, Ken, but we've been doing what we've done for a while. I know, I know. It's a fight song. I know. You know? I know. I, so, and, 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 so and get I've this. called older guys, hey, do you know it? And, and, and so I'm ready for the moment. I'm ready to shine. I love and, it. Uh, I love it. Dude, now, it's been a while. 2007, that two, makes me feel really old. Yeah, <laughs> when you yeah, say it that way. Yeah, it has been, it has been 15 years since you played your final smoke. snap of, of college football. And yeah. I already told Stone, if, 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 I mean, Chris, the, the one thing that you get most mad at me about is the fact after all these years of calling FAU football games, I don't know the fight song, right? Like, that's the one thing just, you get most mad at me that's, about. That's the one. Th I just feel like if Monty Kiffin could sing it in the locker room with the guys yeah, and know, and know the words, I think the great Ken Levicka, yeah. the voice. 
I, hours, and I know, agree. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's I, all I'm saying. I, I I'll leave it at that. I failed, but yeah. the good thing <laughs> is, the good thing <laughs> is. But you're not going to make it up. No, I'm not, I'm not going to make it up. I'm not going to disrespect my institution <laughs> like that, okay? And you're right, Monty Kiffin, he of uh, damn near 80 years old uh, and spent only three yeah. years in Boca Raton, knows the FAU fight song. So, Chris, right. I have found an orchestral version of the FAU fight song, okay. and if you could, 15 years after the last time you sang it, yeah. after a, a college football game, uh, give us what you got with this FAU fight song. We want to put you to the test to see how you stack up against Stone Lebanowitz. Here we go. Let's get oh, our band boy. cranked up. Here is the FAU fight song in three, two, one. Fight, fight, fight for FAU. It's football and paradise. We'll fight, fight, fight for FAU. We know we're going to win, and it's feeling mighty nice. Cheering our football team down the field, and waving our colors to hoop, hoop. The fighting hours are on the proud go FAU. Hit them high, hit them low. Go, out, go. Yep. We won the back. He nailed it. Fight, fight, fight for FAU. Football of paradise. No, we're gonna win. They're just feeling mighty nice. Here I am, football team. Yeah, I'm over it now, man. That I'm hyped. That was good. That was Middle excellent. That was absolutely excellent. I, I told Stone that the only part I remember is uh, fight, fight, fight for FAU, and then hit him high, hit him low. Those are the parts that really uh, resonate with me there. So, uh, but well done. I mean, Stone, that was 15 years. 15 years since Chris Bartell sang that song uh, on a football field, and he crushed it. I've got the words in front of me if you want to double-check, but he nailed it. No, I believe it. I believe it. He said it with confidence. Let's cut Stone some slack, though, because Stone was responsible for play calling and classes and, like, really smart stuff, like a cerebral quarterback, athletic guy. Me, (laughs) I just had to know who, who had the ball. Go tackle it. Fight song's probably a little more easier for me to memorize. That's all. You're giving him a lot of credit. Appreciate that a lot. Would you describe yourself as cerebral and or athletic stone as a quarterback? Oh, each and every time somebody (laughs) asks me (laughs) what I'm about. Uh I say, one, I was cerebral. (laughs) Two, I was really athletic. Uh (laughs) So, yes, I would. There you go. There you go. Chris, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, because I knew you were going to absolutely A-plus that, and you did. So so thank you. There we go. If uh, if we need more fight song singing, I'll uh, I'll let you know, but uh, I'll... uh, I'll give you a call call, uh, here soon. Love you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Take care, guys. All right. That is Chris Bartels, FAU great. 15 years after playing college football, uh, he knows his fight song, Stone Labanowitz does not. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Brightline, Brightline, Brightline app. Go Brightline.com. That's Brightline. The Go Brightline app is how you get on Brightline. Now stations in West Palm and Boca Raton, in addition to Fort Lauderdale and Miami. And I don't want to forget about that Evan Tourist Station. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. This is how you traverse South Florida. Stress-free, in comfort, AC on. Uh, And let's not forget that you've got, with the premium seating, the snacks and the drink and the first-class treatment the AC, everything with Brightline. It is rail travel at its finest. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. All it takes to travel stress-free throughout South Florida is that big yellow train. Brightline. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. Stone just sent me a link that Jason Kelsey's daughter can sing the Eagles fight song as well. That one hurt. And you, as a grown-ass man, after one year, 
forgot the Southern Illinois fight song. I can't wait till Carbondale hears it. He's Tony mm. Manowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Miss any part of Ken LaVica Live, including Stone Labanowitz, former Southern Illinois quarterback, as early as 16 months ago, completely making up his school fight song because he doesn't actually know it, completely disrespecting the institution that gave him an education and football glory. Check out the Ken LaVica Live podcast. It's free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Ken LaVica Live Podcast. You think we'd make you pay for this? The Ken LaVica Live Podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. And in fact, Stone, if we could, let's get to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh no, there's a man down. And it is the high ankle sprain for Pat Mahomes. Mahomes, who was clearly limping in the AFC Championship game, but then after the game, made sure to let everybody know that God healed him. You can go the God route. And you should pray, and you should obviously be in a positive frame of mind. But if you have joint pain or any pain whatsoever, maybe you can go a more conventional route with Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Just a, a friendly tip from me. I've always found that um, that that prayer and, uh, and saying, ah, God, please help me. Also with medical treatment is the best way to go about getting through your aches and pains. That's just a friendly tip from your boy, Ken Levicka. Uh, Joseph Osai, who is, he has been the, the GOAT of the Bengals, and we're talking about the bad goat. He's the goat for last night's loss in the AFC Championship game. His 15-yard penalty turned it from a 55-yard, probably not going to be made, Butker field goal to a very manageable Butker field goal uh, when he hit Pat Mahomes out of bounds. And on its face, it is just a stupid penalty. It was dumb. It was a dumb penalty to take. It lost the Bengals the game. That was the Chiefs' winning play, was that play from Joseph Osai, the youngster out of Texas, along the defensive line, who was brilliant for the Bengals other than that. And amidst all of the fury, and this guy's an idiot. Uh, don't bring him back to Cincinnati. Cut the guy. You know how social media can oh, be. Yeah. Joseph Osai was extremely emotional, crying on the bench, needing to be comforted by teammates. He knew right away what happened. And it had nothing to do with the knee injury. He also suffered on the play that added insult to injury, literally. Um, and then in the locker room, he, like a man, faced the media. And this is how we explained the penalty that he committed against Pat Mahomes that gave the Chiefs the AFC championship. He was the 
you were at that sideline there? I mean, obviously you were in full chase. And, you know, yeah, I was just in full chase mode, and I was trying to, um, was trying to push him to maybe um, get him going backwards because I knew he was going for that sideline. I was trying to make him go backwards, get that clock running. But um, I, I didn't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't know how far out of bounds we were. But, um, yeah. Perfectly reasonable. In the closing moments of an AFC championship game, when you're in full chase mode, like Osai described it, against Patrick Mahomes, that you lose track of where you're at on the field. That, to me, is more than reasonable. And I get it. He thinks for a moment he has the angle. He's And, and every inch, every yard right there is of the essence in that spot because Butker can hit from massive range if you let Mahomes tiptoed the sideline another five yards, then you are in field goal range for Butker in that spot despite those conditions. So the last thing you want to do is give up any more real estate on this play, and Osai simply lost track in full chase mode of where he was on the field. He even said, I haven't even seen the replay. I don't know how far out of bounds we were when I made the contact. That's probably a very easy mistake to make, and it sucks that it happened in that high profile a spot for that kid. But I just I feel badly for him, and it's okay to say he made a bad mistake, but also not castrate him as a player. Because that, to me, I'm sure there are many other defensive linemen who say to themselves, man, thank God it was him and not me, because I've been there, and I've done that. I feel badly for him, very badly for him. So bad, it's a tough spot to be in. You talk about it's an easy mistake, you see it. Every. All the time. Single. And it's easy Sunday. for us to sit there and say, oh, what's he thinking? I can do this. It's so stupid. No, not in that spot. Put yourself in that spot. You're trying to avoid another inch that this dude is going to get in the biggest moment of your life. And you screwed up. What That's was perfectly reasonable. What was most impressive to me was, and we do have the audio at the beginning of the full clip in the interview of Joseph Osai, but his teammate is uh, doing the interview alongside him, just making sure that the reporters don't. Ask him any dumb questions. He even says at the very beginning of the audio, just lay off of him, right? Don't ask him any dumb questions. Like, let's not even do that. And Osai is crying the entire uh, interview. Just weeping. And it's you have terrible. a bunch of lurches. Just, hey, hey, Osai, you know, you know, did you know how big of a moment that was and stuff? And the guy's like, that's a dumb question. Next one, please. And his teammate is just basically his PR guy right next yeah. to him. Like, I'm not going to let any of this slide. Well, what, what did bother me about last night is that you had a lot of people saying, oh, Osai, why do you keep showing him on camera? Why do you keep showing him? He's crying. He feels bad enough. Take the camera off of him. I would argue that, no, he's, he's a legitimate, massive part of the story. So just because he's upset and he's in the worst moment of his professional life, he is the story. You can't just ignore that. That is bad television product. That is, it's not like we're talking about uh, DeMar Hamlin who's fighting for his life on the field. No, that's where the emotion of sports comes in. Yep. This man's at his lowest point. You need to see that. That's where we grab the, the love for sports because we've been in that spot. We've had our lowest lows. That's the most relatable thing about Pat Mahomes. There's nothing about him that's relatable. He's a freak of nature. Osai, as a youngster, making a bad mistake, lesson learned, and seeing his emotion afterwards, that's why we gravitate to sports. And it's terrible it happened on an international stage like that. But you can't just take the cameras off of him. No. His reaction, his emotion after that mistake, realizing what he did, that's the story. That's what the viewer wants. If you're a producer, that's absolutely what you focus on. No, you do not take the camera off of him. You put the camera on him as much as you can. The most ironic, too, was... 
I don't know what year it was. I know it obviously wasn't that long ago, but the other side of the ball, the guy who played a really good game has dealt with something like this as well. Chris Jones, when he jumped offside. Mm -hmm. He was the goat that won it for the Patriots. That won it for, so he's been there. He's done that. Two of the guys who play the same position. And he came out on the other end pretty okay. He was basically the MVP of last night's game. But I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't want this dude to be vilified. Like there was, there was some conjecture after the game that was just unfair to this dude. Again, it is so easy for us. It is so easy for us to just sit there and like criticize and criticize and criticize. When again, he explained it perfectly. I was in full chase mode. Makes sense to me. And coaches always tell you after moments like this that it sh- we should not have let it come down to that. Right? There were. Dozens of plays in that game that we should have made to prevent us from even being put in that situation like that. So don't feel bad for yourself because when we turn on the tape and this guy, this guy, that guy, and this guy all miss these plays, they could have costed them the game as well. And and also, too, and I thought it was lame the way that the game ended and how the Chiefs won. That said, the only way the Bengals got back into that game was through Pat Mahomes butterfingering the ball to the turf. Yeah, the Bengals weren't going to do it themselves. The Bengals were going to lose that game by multiple scores if Pat Mahomes doesn't have that ball slip out of his hand. It got recovered by Hubbard, right? Yep. Hubbard jumped on it. So I can't I can't sit here and the, the 19 third down plays the Chiefs were allowed to get in the fourth quarter was embarrassing. <laughs> it was truly embarrassing. But ultimately, the Bengals did fight that off. Now, it obviously presented clock issues. You didn't have as, uh, uh, as much time as you would like subsequently, but they did fight that off. But Bengals fans saying we got screwed by the officials, and yes, NFL officiating needs a complete overhaul and they need to make full-time officials. I won't argue with that, but you're not back into that game if Pat Mahomes doesn't have that ball slip out of his hand. It just wasn't going to happen. Nothing was trending in their direction. Ultimately, it feels like we got the right matchup. It just was really lame the way everything went down yesterday. It was irritating. It's a good way to look at it. We did get the right matchup, but it was uh, an irritating way to get here. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Theo's in tomorrow. And so we'll do it again, huh? For Stone, he's going to work on that Southern Illinois fight song. (laughs) I'm Ken. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the Anajar yeah, and yeah. Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh, man, Southern Illinois is down bad right now. Stone Labanowitz, who is a star, a star quarterback at Southern Illinois, he just made up his school's fight song that he sang after every game for four years in Carbondale. Because he didn't remember the words. He knew go Southern go for two lines, and then he made it up, like, perfectly. I mean, it was glorious. The most exemplary example of BS I've ever heard coming from Stone Lebanowitz. Not from, I mean, he BSs a lot from anybody ever. <laughs> but it came from Stone Lebanowitz. I wouldn't have known that he made up his fight song if he didn't tell me right after. And, and again, if you missed it, if you missed it, here is, um, do you still have it queued up? Here's Stone Lebanowitz, and trust me when I tell you, he made up every word of this after the first two lines of Go Southern Go was Stone Lebanowitz, quarterback hero of Southern Illinois, singing his team's fight song just over a year after leaving college football.
Go Southern, go Fight on to victory Go Southern, go For all the world to see That's made up We're never gonna stop us now Never gonna stop us now Go Southern, go Nothing's gonna stop us now We're here, we're loud and proud Made up Southern, go Yep, every part of that made up. And why is Stone laughing? Because while he was singing it, he knew he was making up the words. Jeremy Chin uh, of the Carolina Panthers, former teammate of Stone Lebanowitz, you you texted him to see if he could uh, he could give the Southern Illinois fight song a try. And uh, and Stone, what did he tell you? Well, I'm not. I don't want to tell him what we're doing because I don't want him to look up the song. So I just said we want to put you to the test with mm-hmm. something. And he said it doesn't sound like a good thing for me. <laughs> I said trust me, it's all good. It uh-huh. will be great. And he's currently texting back, so we'll see. Tell him, tell him it's all good. They, they, nothing could go wrong with this. Um, so all of this coming from the fact that Terry Bradshaw put Jalen Hurts on the spot yesterday to sing Fly Eagles Fly, the Philadelphia Eagles fight song, and Jalen Hurts nailed it. And who knows NFL fight songs? Like, who plays for an NFL team and knows their team's fight song? Like, there's Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, here we go. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't play for them either. There's maybe no like, way those guys know it. Maybe like Jason Kelsey, who's been on the team for like a decade, right? Who's like right. never gone to another team. Right. Jalen Hurts, who played for two different schools, and then went to Philadelphia. You wouldn't expect him to know it, but he, he, he killed it. You, four years at Southern Illinois, won a playoff game. You made up the fight song because you couldn't remember it. And what did you tell me? What did you tell me you used to do? Because what people might not know, college football players are expected, win or loss, to sing their team's <laughs> fight song after every single game, which means you went four years probably mumbling your way through it, right? What, what did you tell me? How did you execute the fight song? So when the band starts, you get up front and center, right? I played quarterback, so, you know, it's like, a, you know, you're a captain, you're a leader, you got to get up there. So I would always get up to the front for the first two lines, maybe, and that's when you sing really hard, you get go really Southern, into go. it. And then you take the towel, you put it over your head, and you kind of bail to the back of the line <laughs> and with the rest of the mumblers who don't know any of the words, which, oh, trust me, there were a man. lot of us. So we're trying to think, who do we know who played college football? We're a very important member of their team that would still remember their fight song. And keep in mind, what makes this more pathetic is that Stone is just over a year removed from college football. The last time he sang the Southern Illinois fight song was less than two years ago. And he doesn't remember a single word from it except for Go Southern Go. So that got me thinking, and my wife had this idea, and it was a perfect idea. Why not bring in one of the most passionate college football players that I've ever known in my life. He's a great friend. He is a superb human being, and he's the pride and joy of Florida Atlantic University. He is my longtime broadcast partner on the FAU Football Radio Network from Learfield. He also is a former Florida Atlantic defensive captain, won a Sunbelt Championship in 2007 under Howard Schellenberger at Florida Atlantic, and a man who played his last college football game in December of 2007, (laughs) and I think still knows to a word the Florida Atlantic fight song. It is the great defensive back, Chris Bartels. Chris, thank you for taking some time with us. Tim, I appreciate you gassing me up. I appreciate being here, Stone. What a marvelous song, though. I, I was sold. Oh, yeah. I, I was sold I mean, on the fight song. No, Chris, this is what I told him. <laughs> this is what I told him. If he wouldn't have told me that he made the entire thing up after he finished, I would have just assumed those absolutely were the words to the Southern Illinois fight song. He had his eyes closed. He made the whole thing up off the top of his head. How incredible is that? 
That was great. That was great. No, I got to give you credit. That's good. So, hey, Ken, I got to, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, Ken, but we've been doing what we've done for a while. I know. I know. It's a fight song. I know. You know? I know. I, so, and, 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 so and get I've this. called older guys, hey, do you know it? And, and, and so I'm ready for the moment. I'm ready to shine. I love and, it. Uh, I love it. Dude, yeah. It's been a lot. 2007. That Two, makes me feel really old. Yeah, when you yeah. say it that way. Yeah, it has been. It has been 15 years since you Holy played your final smoke. snap of of college football. And yeah. I already told Stone. If, 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 I mean, Chris, the the one thing that you get most mad at me about is the fact after all these years of calling FAU football games, I don't know the fight song, right? Like, that's the one thing just, you get most mad at me that's, about. That's the one th- I just feel like if Monty Kiffin could sing it in the locker room with the guys yeah, and know, and know the words, I think the great Ken Levicka, yeah. the voice. I, and I agree. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's I, all I'm saying. I'll leave it at that. I failed, but yeah. the good thing is, the good thing <laughs> but, is, but you're not going to make it up. No, I'm not. I'm not going to make it up. I'm not going to disrespect my institution like that. Okay. And you're right, Monty Kiffin. He of uh, damn near 80 years old uh, and spent only three yeah. years in Boca Raton knows the FAU fight song. So, Chris, right. I have found an orchestral version of the FAU fight song, okay. and if you could, 15 years after the last time you sang it, yeah. after a, a college football game, uh, give us what you got with this FAU fight song. We want to put you to the test to see how you stack up against Stone Lebanowitz. Here we go. Let's get oh, our band boy. cranked up. Here is the FAU fight song in three, two, one. Fight, fight, fight for FAU. It's football in paradise. Fight, fight, fight for FAU. We know we're going to win, and it's feeling mighty nice. Cheering our football team down the field, and waving our colors to hoop, hoop. The fighting hours are on the proud go FAU. Hit them high, hit them low. Go, Owls, go. Yep. We won the back. He nailed it. Fight, fight, fight for FAU. Football of paradise. No, we're gonna win. Just feeling mighty nice. <laughs> football team. Yeah, I'm over it now, man. That I'm was, hyped. That was good. That was Middle excellent. That was absolutely excellent. I, I told Stone that the only part I remember is uh, fight, fight, fight for FAU, and then hit him high, hit him low. Those are the parts <laughs> that really uh, resonate with me there. So, uh, but well done. I mean, Stone, that was 15 years. 15 years since Chris Bartell sang that song uh, on a football field, and he crushed it. I've got the words in front of me if you want to double-check, but he nailed it. No, I believe it. I believe it. He said it with confidence. Let's cut Stone some slack, though, because Stone was responsible for play calling and classes and, like, really smart stuff, like a cerebral quarterback, athletic guy. Me, (laughs) I just had to know who, who had the ball. Go tackle it. Fight song is probably a little more easier for me to memorize. That's all. Now, Appreciate Chris, you're giving him a lot of credit. Appreciate Stone, that would you lot. describe yourself as cerebral and or athletic Stone as a quarterback? Oh, each and every time somebody <laughs> asks me <laughs> what I'm about. Hey. I say, one, I was cerebral. <laughs> Two, I was really athletic. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes, I would. There you go. There you oh, go. Man. Chris, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, because I knew you were going to sure. absolutely A-plus that, and you did. So uh, so thank there you. There we go. Um, if, uh, if we need more fight song singing, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. But uh, I'll, uh, I'll, give you a call. I'll give you a call uh, right, here guys. soon. Love you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Take care, guys. All Peace. right. That is Chris Bartels, FAU great. 15 years after playing college football. Uh, he knows his fight song, Stone Labanowitz does not. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3.
Brightline, Brightline, Brightline app, GoBrightline.com. That's Brightline. The Go Brightline app is how you get on Brightline. Now stations in West Palm and Boca Raton, in addition to Fort Lauderdale and Miami. And I don't want to forget about that Evan Tourist Station. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. This is how you traverse South Florida. Stress-free, in comfort, AC on. Uh, and let's not forget that you've got, with the premium seating, the snacks and the drink and the first-class treatment the AC, everything with Brightline. It is rail travel at its finest. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. All it takes to travel stress-free throughout South Florida is that big yellow train. Brightline, go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. Stone just sent me a link that Jason Kelsey's daughter can sing the Eagles fight song as well. That one hurt. And you, as a grown-ass man, after one year, forgot the Southern Illinois fight song. I can't wait till Carbondale hears it. He's Tony mm. Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Miss any part of Ken Levick Alive, including Stone Labanowitz, former Southern Illinois quarterback, as early as 16 months ago, completely making up his school fight song because he doesn't actually know it, completely disrespecting the institution that gave him an education and football glory. Check out the Ken Levick Alive podcast. It's free wherever you get your podcasts. Ken Levick Alive podcast. You think we'd make you pay for this? Ken Levick Live Podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. And in fact, Stone, if we could, let's get to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hot! Green! Hot! Hot! <laughs> Oh, no. There's a man down. And it is the high ankle sprain for Pat Mahomes. Mahomes, who was clearly limping in the AFC Championship game, but then after the game, made sure to let everybody know that God healed him. You can go the God route, and you should pray, and you should obviously be in a positive frame of mind, but if you have joint pain, or any pain whatsoever, maybe you can go a more conventional route with Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Just a, a friendly tip from me. I've always found that um, that that prayer and, uh, and saying, ah, God, please help me. Also with medical treatment is the best way to go about getting through your aches and pains. That's just a friendly tip from your boy, Ken Levicka. Uh, Joseph Osai, who is, he has been the, the GOAT of the Bengals, and we're talking about the bad goat. He's the goat for last night's 
loss in the AFC Championship game. His 15-yard penalty turned it from a 55-yard, probably not going to be made, Butker field goal to a very manageable Butker field goal uh, when he hit Pat Mahomes out of bounds. And on its face, it is just a stupid penalty. It was dumb. It was a dumb penalty to take. It lost the Bengals the game. That was the Chiefs' winning play, was that play from Joseph Fosai, the youngster out of Texas, along the defensive line, who was brilliant for the Bengals other than that. And amidst all of the fury, and this guy's an idiot. Uh, Don't bring him back to Cincinnati. Cut the guy. You know how social media can be. Joseph Osai was extremely emotional, crying on the bench, needing to be comforted by teammates. He knew right away what happened. And it had nothing to do with the knee injury. He also suffered on the play that added insult to injury, literally. Um, And then in the locker room, he, like a man, faced the media. And this is how we explained the penalty that he committed against Pat Mahomes that gave the Chiefs the AFC championship. You were, you were at that sideline there. I mean, obviously you were in full chase. And, you know, yeah, I was just in full chase mode, and I was trying to, um, was trying to push him to maybe um, get him going backwards because I knew he was going for that sideline. I was trying to make him go backwards, get that clock running. But um, I, I didn't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't know how far out of bounds we were. But, um, yeah. Perfectly reasonable. In the closing moments of an AFC championship game, when you're in full chase mode, like Osai described it, against Patrick Mahomes, that you lose track of where you're at on the field. That, to me, is more than reasonable, and I get it. He thinks for a moment he has the angle. He's and, and every inch, every yard right there is of the essence in that spot because Butker can hit from massive range if you let... Mahomes tiptoed the sideline another five yards, then you are in field goal range for Butker in that spot despite those conditions. So the last thing you want to do is give up any more real estate on this play, and Osai simply lost track in full chase mode of where he was on the field. He even said, I haven't even seen the replay. I don't know how far out of bounds we were when I made the contact. That's probably a very easy mistake to make, and it sucks that it happened in that high profile a spot for that kid. But I just, I feel badly for him, and it's okay to say he made a bad mistake, but also not castrate him as a player. Because that, to me, I'm sure there are many other defensive linemen who say to themselves, man, thank God it was him and not me, because I've been there, and I've done that. I feel badly for him, very badly for him. So bad, it's a tough spot to be in. You talked about it's an easy mistake. You see it. Every. All the time. Single. And it's easy Sunday. for us to sit there and say, oh, what's he thinking? I can do this. It's so stupid. No, not in that spot. Put yourself in that spot. You're trying to avoid another inch that this dude is going to get in the biggest moment of your life. And you screwed up. What That's was perfectly reasonable. What was most impressive to me was, and we do have the audio at the beginning of the full clip in the interview of Joseph Osai, but his teammate is uh, doing the interview alongside him, just making sure that the reporters don't. Ask him any dumb questions. He even says at the very beginning of the audio, just lay off of him, right? Don't ask him any dumb questions. Like, let's not even do that. And Osai is crying the entire uh, interview. Just weeping. And it's you have terrible. a bunch of lurches. Just, hey, hey, Osai, you know, you know, did you know how big of a moment that was and stuff? And the guy's like, that's a dumb question. Next one, please. And his teammate is just basically his PR guy right next yeah. to him. Like, I'm not going to let any of this slide. Well, what, what did bother me about last night is that you had a lot of people saying, oh, Osai, why do you keep showing him on camera? Why do you keep showing him? He's crying. He feels bad enough. Take the camera off of him. I would argue that, no, he's, he's a legitimate, massive part of the story. So just because he's upset and he's in the worst moment of his professional life, he is the story. You can't just ignore that. That is 
bad television product. That is, it's not like we're talking about uh, DeMar Hamlin who's fighting for his life on the field. No, that's where the emotion of sports comes in. Yep. This man's at his lowest point. You need to see that. That's where we grab the, the love for sports because we've been in that spot. We've had our lowest lows. That's the most relatable thing about sports. Pat Mahomes, there's nothing about him that's relatable. He's a freak of nature. Osai, as a youngster, making a bad mistake, lesson learned, and seeing his emotion afterwards, that's why we gravitate to sports. And it's terrible it happened on an international stage like that. But you can't just take the cameras off of him. No. His reaction, his emotion after that mistake, realizing what he did, that's the story. That's what the viewer wants. If you're a producer, that's absolutely what you focus on. No, you do not take the camera off of him. You put the camera on him as much as you can. The most ironic, too, was, I don't know what year it was. I know it obviously wasn't that long ago, but the other side of the ball, the guy who played a really good game has dealt with something like this as well. Chris Jones, when he jumped offside. Mm-hmm. He was the goat that won it for the Patriots. That won it for, so he's been there. He's done that. Two of the guys That's who play the same call. position. And he came out on the other end pretty okay. He was basically the MVP of last night's game. But I just, I just, I don't, I don't want this dude to be vilified. Like there was, there was some conjecture after the game that was just unfair to this dude. Again, it is so easy for us. It is so easy for us to just sit there and like criticize and criticize and criticize. When, again, he explained it perfectly. I was in full chase mode. Makes sense to me. And coaches always tell you after moments like this that it sh- we should not have let it come down to that, right? There were dozens of plays in that game that we should have made to prevent us from even being put in that situation sure. like that. So don't feel bad for yourself because when we turn on the tape, and this guy, this guy, that guy, and this guy all miss these plays, they could have costed them the game as well. And and also, too, and I thought it was lame the way that the game ended and how the Chiefs won. That said, but the only way the Bengals got back into that game was through Pat Mahomes butterfingering the ball to the turf. Yeah, the Bengals weren't going to do it themselves. The Bengals were going to lose that game by multiple scores if Pat Mahomes doesn't have that ball slip out of his hand. It got recovered by Hubbard, right? Yep. Hubbard jumped on it. So I can't I can't sit here and the the nineteen third down plays the Chiefs were allowed to get in the fourth quarter was embarrassing. <laughs> it was truly embarrassing. But ultimately the Bengals did fight that off. Now it obviously presented clock issues. You didn't have as uh, uh, as much time as you would like subsequently, but they did fight that off. But Bengals fans saying we got screwed by the officials, and yes, NFL officiating needs a complete overhaul, and they need to make full time officials. I won't argue with that, but. You're not back into that game if Pat Mahomes doesn't have that ball slip out of his hand. It just wasn't going to happen. Nothing was trending in their direction. Ultimately, it feels like we got the right matchup. It just was really lame the way everything went down yesterday. It's it a good, was irritating. It's a good way to look at it. We did get the right matchup, but it was uh, an irritating way to get here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Theo's in tomorrow. And so we'll do it again, huh? For Stone, he's going to work on that Southern Illinois fight song. <laughs> I'm Ken. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
Miss any part of Ken LaVica Live, including Stone Labanowitz, former Southern Illinois quarterback, as early as 16 months ago, completely making up his school fight song because he doesn't actually know it, completely disrespecting the institution that gave him an education and football glory. Check out the Ken LaVica Live podcast. It's free wherever you get your podcasts. Ken LaVica Live podcast. You think we'd make you pay for this? Ken LaVica Live Podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. And in fact, Stone, if we could, let's get to our Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Hut! Green! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. And it is the high ankle sprain for Pat Mahomes. Mahomes, who was clearly limping in the AFC Championship game, but then after the game, made sure to let everybody know that God healed him. You can go the God route, and you should pray, and you should obviously be in a positive frame of mind, but if you have joint pain, or any pain whatsoever, maybe you can go a more conventional route with Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Just a, a friendly tip from me. I've always found that um, that that prayer and uh, and saying, ah, God, please help me, also with medical treatment is the best way to go about getting through your aches and pains. That's just a friendly tip from your boy, Ken Levicka. Uh Joseph Osai, who is, he has been the, the GOAT of the Bengals, and we're talking about the bad goat. He's the goat for last night's loss in the AFC Championship game. His 15-yard penalty turned it from a 55-yard, probably not going to be made, Butker field goal to a very manageable Butker field goal uh, when he hit Pat Mahomes out of bounds. And on its face, it is just a stupid penalty. It was dumb. It was a dumb penalty to take. It lost the Bengals the game. That was the Chiefs' winning play, was that play from Joseph Osai, the youngster out of Texas, along the defensive line, who was brilliant for the Bengals other than that. And amidst all of the fury, and this guy's an idiot. Uh, Don't bring him back to Cincinnati. Cut the guy. You know how social media can be. Joseph Osai was extremely emotional, crying on the bench, needing to be comforted by teammates. He knew right away what happened. And it had nothing to do with the knee injury. He also suffered on the play that added insult to injury, literally. Um, And then in the locker room, he, like a man, faced the media. And this is how we explained the penalty that he committed against Pat Mahomes that gave the Chiefs the AFC championship. You were at that sideline there. I mean, obviously you were in full chase. And, you know, yeah, I was just in full chase mode, and I was trying to, um, I was trying to push him to maybe um, get him going backwards because I knew he was going for that sideline. I was trying to make him go backwards, get that clock running. But um, I, I didn't know. If, I, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't know how far out of bounds we were. But, um, yeah. Perfectly reasonable. 
in the closing moments of an AFC championship game when you're in full chase mode, like Osai described it, against Patrick Mahomes, that you lose track of where you're at on the field. That, to me, is more than reasonable, and I get it. He thinks for a moment he has the angle. He's and, and every inch, every yard right there is of the essence in that spot because Butker can hit from massive range. If you let Mahomes tiptoe the sideline another five yards, then you are in field goal range for Butker in that spot despite those conditions. So the last thing you want to do is give up any more real estate on this play, and Osai simply lost track in full chase mode of where he was on the field. He even said, I haven't even seen the replay. I don't know how far out of bounds we were when I made the contact. That's probably a very easy mistake to make, and it sucks that it happened in that high-profile a spot for that kid. But I, I just I feel badly for him, and it's okay to say he made a bad mistake, but also not castrate him as a player. Because that, to me, I'm sure there are many other defensive linemen who say to themselves, man, thank God it was him and not me, because I've been there, and I've done that. I feel badly for him, very badly for him. So bad, it's a tough spot to be in. You talk about it's an easy mistake, you see it every All the time. Single And it's easy Sunday. for us to sit there and say, oh, what's he thinking? I can do that, it's so stupid. No, not in that spot. Put yourself in that spot. You're trying to avoid another inch that this dude is going to get in the biggest moment of your life, and you screwed up. What That's was, perfectly reasonable. What was most impressive to me was, and we do have the audio at the beginning of the full clip in the interview of Joseph Osai, but his teammate is uh, doing the interview alongside him, just making sure that the reporters don't ask him any dumb questions. He even says at the very beginning of the audio, just lay off of him, right? Don't ask him any dumb questions. Like, let's not even do that. And Osai is crying the entire uh, interview. Just weeping. And it's you have terrible. a bunch of lurches, just, hey, Hey, Osai, you know, you know, did you know how big of a moment that was and stuff? And the guy's like, that's a dumb question. Next one, please. And his teammate is just basically his PR guy right next yeah. to him. Like, I'm not going to let any of this slide. Well, what, what did bother me about last night is that you had a lot of people saying, oh, Osai, why do you keep showing him on camera? Why do you keep showing him? He's crying. He feels bad enough. Take the camera off of him. I would argue that, no, he's, he's a legitimate, massive part of the story. So just because he's upset and he's in the worst moment of his professional life, he is the story. You can't just ignore that. That is bad television product. That is, it's not like we're talking about uh, DeMar Hamlin who's fighting for his life on the field. No, that's where the emotion of sports comes in. Yep. This man's at his lowest point. You need to see that. That's where we grab the, the love for sports because we've been in that spot. We've had our lowest lows that's the most relatable thing about Pat Mahomes. There's nothing about him that's relatable. He's a freak of nature. Osai, as a youngster, making a bad mistake, lesson learned, and seeing his emotion afterwards, that's why we gravitate to sports. And it's terrible it happened on an international stage like that. But you can't just take the cameras off of him. No. His reaction, his emotion after that mistake, realizing what he did, that's the story. That's what the viewer wants. If you're a producer, that's absolutely what you focus on. No, you do not take the camera off of him. You put the camera on him as much as you can. The most ironic, too, was I don't know what year it was. I know it obviously it wasn't that long ago, but 
the other side of the ball, the guy who played a really good game has dealt with something like this as well. Chris Jones, when he jumped offside. Mm-hmm. He was the goat that won it for the Patriots. That won it for So he's been there. He's done that. Two of the guys That's who play the same call. position. And he came out on the other end pretty okay. He was basically the MVP of last night's game. But I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't want this dude to be vilified. Like there was, there was some conjecture after the game that was just unfair to this dude. Again, it is so easy for us. It is so easy for us to just sit there and like criticize and criticize and criticize. When, again, he explained it perfectly. I was in full chase mode. Makes sense to me. And coaches always tell you after moments like this that it's, we should not have let it come down to that, right? There were dozens of plays in that game that we should have made to prevent us from even being put in that situation yeah. like that. So don't feel bad for yourself because when we turn on the tape, and this guy, this guy, that guy, and this guy all miss these plays. They could have costed them the game as well. And and also, too, and I thought it was lame the way that the game ended and how the Chiefs won. That said, but the only way the Bengals got back into that game was through Pat Mahomes butterfingering the ball to the turf. Yeah, the Bengals weren't going to do it themselves. The Bengals were going to lose that game by multiple scores if Pat Mahomes doesn't have that ball slip out of his hand. It got recovered by Hubbard, right? Yep. Hubbard jumped on it. So I can't I can't sit here and the the nineteen third down plays the Chiefs were allowed to get in the fourth quarter was embarrassing. <laughs> it was truly embarrassing. But ultimately the Bengals did fight that off. Now it obviously presented clock issues. You didn't have as uh, 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 as much time as you would like subsequently, but they did fight that off. But Bengals fans saying we got screwed by the officials, and yes, NFL officiating needs a complete overhaul, and they need to make full time officials. I won't argue with that, but. You're not back into that game if Pat Mahomes doesn't have that ball slip out of his hand. It just wasn't going to happen. Nothing was trending in their direction. Ultimately, it feels like we got the right matchup. It just was really lame the way everything went down yesterday. It's it was good, irritating. It's a good way to look at it. We did get the right matchup, but it was uh, an irritating way to get here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Theo's in tomorrow. And so we'll do it again, huh? For Stone, he's going to work on that Southern Illinois fight song. <laughs> I'm Ken. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye.